Welcome to the Meetus in Paris podcast, the podcast that's all things travel, be it destinations, food, having an amazing time, and general tomfoolery. I am Zen again, and I am back um, after being kicked off the Women Travelers podcast last week. (laughs) (laughs) You guys had too much fun. (laughs) With me today are my um, conspirators. Uh, They are Emily and Emily and Kristen, how are you both? Hi. I got two Emilys. Uh, (laughs) Congrats. You're twice the person. Yes. (laughs) So today we're going to try something different. Usually we have a very specific topic, be it destination or food, unusual things that we've encountered. But instead of the normal regimented format, we thought it'd be a lot of fun to try to do more freeform conversation about travel, um, kind of like water cooler talk. It'd be kind of be making the equivalent of a jazz podcast um, format. Yep. And it's either going to be the best podcast we've ever done or the worst. So we're about to find out after the sponsor break. Meet Us in Paris is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education. Do you have an educational goal? At UCI DCE, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals. And we can help you reach yours too. You can find us at ce.uci.edu. Dream big. Take risks. Be amazing. So again, anything goes in today's discussion, so long as it's related to travel. So I'm going to throw out the first topic. Have you ever visited a place because you heard about it on TV, saw it in a movie, or heard it in a song? Yes. Yes. I feel like (laughs) at some point, everyone must have done that <laughs> yeah right uh, i think let me think um i'm trying to think of international travel i feel like a lot of my international travel was based actually like through history class um mm. just like things that i learned like obviously through history and i wanted to see in europe primarily but the at like the top of my mind that i can think of that i specifically went somewhere because of a show or movie is in Seattle. Um, I think we've talked about this before, but from 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I just went to all the little, like, I went to Cary Park and I went to the Gasworks Park, even though they did not have the um, paintball. The paintball lane, yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, you also need to have an Australian lover with you to do that, too. Yeah, I didn't have that. <laughs> but that's the first thing I could think of. What about you, Zen and Kristen? Oh, man. I would say there's too many yeah. to, to name. I would. I think I'm going to start out with, um, uh, okay, Harry Potter. Oh, so, how could I forget that? That's like my favorite So it made you go to Britain or... Yeah, so when I was in Britain, I didn't do all of it because my daughter at that point had not written, read all the books. She hadn't read the books, and she was actually kind of scared of the books. But I took her to the places where, uh, like, for example... Um, platform 9 and 3 quarters? Yes, Platform <laughs> 9. I was going to say, isn't that King's Cross? Yeah, King's Cross King's Station. Cross, yeah. yeah, King's Cross Station. And um, Platform 9 and 3 quarters does not look like platform nine to three quarters in the movie very but, sad <laughs> yeah but they do have um a gift shop that's in king's uh 
King's Quarter and that that has the cart, the luggage cart that's in the wall, and you can actually pose next to it. And then they have a place where you can get a wand. And so I took my daughter to those that particular place. Well, and I now, also read that they had to put that stuff in because the tourism of people looking for that was like <laughs> insane and like clogging up the train station and stuff like that. Yeah. too. And it's nice because you don't actually have to buy a train ticket or anything like that to actually get right. there. It's outside of the ticket kiosk. Oh, good. Yeah. Well. Actually, um, when I went, I was like, okay, let's go to the train station a little early so we could get a picture by that. Um, and we went like two hours early. So it's like, okay, Emma, let's go get our picture taken next to that. There was a line with probably 300 people in it. Jesus. Oh, geez. 300? We, yes, because it's next to a Warner, I think it's a Warner Brothers studio shop that's Harry Potter. And they will actually have you pose. They'll actually have the scarf that you can wear. And they'll actually hold the scarf like you're running. So it's the scarf is standing diagonally so they can stand out of scene. And then you can have the scarf that's running past you. And, and people, there's like hundreds, hundreds of people waiting to get their picture taken there. So I believe it. Yeah. I was How long does that line take? Um, I don't know. We didn't wait. We didn't have enough time. Yeah. I think okay. when I went, I waited in line. It wasn't 100 people or 300 people. It was probably like maybe 30, 40 people oh. ahead of me in line. So it was like, a, would say, at least an hour in line. But I mean, that was like what I wanted to do oh, that day. Wow. I was totally fine. <laughs> I was like mentally prepared already. So luckily, my daughter was not a Harry Potter fan at the time. So... You know, it wasn't okay. a big deal. But now, yeah. in retrospect, now that she's done the Harry Potter thing, she goes, I went to the Harry Potter thing. You know, so she was very happy. Um, Pooh was, I'm uh, not Pooh, I'm sorry, Paddington. Mm, Paddington oh, yeah. Bear? Yeah. Comes from Paddington Station. Was found in, yeah, Paddington Bear was found in Paddington Station. So I took her there. I guess this is an all England thing because it's the most recent thing. Uh, and then there was one more. I took her to Harrods because that's where Winnie the Pooh came from. The actual stuffed animal. Really? Uh-oh. The original stuffed animal that they wrote the story about was given to, uh, was there. I think there's actually like a real Christopher Robin, I'm not sh- his son. So that was purchased at Harrods. They're currently the, the stuffy stuffed animals are at in uh, New York City, but purchased oh, okay. at Harrods. Yeah, so huh. I took her That's there. It's like, this is where Winnie the Pooh came from. That's cute. She thought that was cool. Harrods is fun to walk there, too. They're enormous oh, and yeah. have every oh, yeah. department under the sun. It's so big. Yeah. But yeah. I... I I know for sure I have like gone to places just because I've like seen it. Um, and I, for the life of me, cannot recall any specific instances where I have <laughs> been, but I mean, I, I have to really think, I know I've seen it, especially with like um, Instagram making every location right. look fabulous, <laughs> but I will say there are two places that are really on my list right now because of what I've seen. Um, on like social media. And the first one is Portugal, um, especially Porto. Um, that is like a really 
like fast rising popular location, it seems like lately. And then also Cappadocia in Turkey. Um, and that's where they have like the crazy like caves, like like houses built into the cave walls oh, and they yeah. have all the oh, hot air balloons yeah. like in the middle mm-hmm. of the country. Yes. Um, that's def- I forgot that's what it was called. I, that's on my bucket list too. Yeah. So I know those places for sure are like, I saw them on social media and now I'm like, I'm going to find a way to get there, but I can't think off the top of my head of places where I've been already because of that. So I'm useless. I know I'm scrolling through my photos right now to see if it jogs any memories. <laughs> I guess in Bruges was a big one. After oh, yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, after in Bruges came out and like seeing the um, the oh, like the scenery and stuff. And so when I was in Brussels, I had like a free day. It was a Sunday, so I was actually debating between going to Ghent or Bruges. Um, and I decided on Bruges. I didn't really know much about Ghent. It's like a bigger city and it's very historical. But like after having seen like a lot of the landscape and, and background of Bruges I decided to go there so I guess that counts yeah yeah how about you were in LA Ugh, LA. oh man I <laughs> ooh, ooh, La La Land definitely um I don't know if it necessarily influenced where I went but then I or if I went to areas in downtown LA and then it reminded me of La La Land. But regardless, they're somehow connected. Um, there was the Angels Flight Railway right behind, um, oh my gosh, the downtown LA, like, Grand Central <coughs> So the Angel Flight Railway, I don't know if either of you have oh, heard of it or seen it. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, okay, so it's this orange rail train. Funicular. Funicular, thank you. Um, that just goes, I think it's like a dollar or two, maybe even less than that. And you just take it up to the building, um, up to the next level, and then take it down. But it was part of like one of the montage scenes in La La Land. Um, huh. So that was oh. cute. Um, what else? Everything I have to say comes from social media. I'm like trying to think of movies, but um, I visited specifically the last bookstore in LA because of having seen people's photos. Yes, I too have done that. It's really (laughs) hot in there because they don't really. It is. No, they just have big industrial fans. Yes. Yeah. It's. It was not as enjoyable, but it was cooler. It was as cool as I thought it would look, but not an, an, that much of an enjoyable experience because I went in like the dead of summer, of course. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, but it's in downtown LA, so there's like a lot nearby it and whatnot. Um, but it's still pretty cool to to walk in and see some of the, the book displays that they have and the archways and things they make out of the books. Definitely. Have you guys read the book Howl by Ellen Ginsberg? The Ginsburg one? I'm, isn't that a poem? Uh, it's no. it's like it's like a it's like it's a book. I guess it's kind of in a uh, it's kind of in a poem high, uh, format. Okay. So, um, I mean, it's just a very very famous kind of beatnik kind of book. Yeah. And um, have you? So, Howl was published in a bookstore by a bookstore called City Lights Bookstore, and that's in San Francisco. And so in homage to that, I actually went to find the bookstore and spent, you know, like a couple hours there, purchased the book. And the funny thing is when you purchase a book from there, they actually stamp it. Oh, so, um, 
years ago when I bought my first one was probably 20 years ago. It just like it showed third edition, even though it was something like a 50 year old book. And, um, you know, it's just like, oh, that's cool. You know, and I kept the receipt. So the receipt showed when I bought it. But later on, they actually have like an embossing. I think it's either an embossing stamp or like an ink stamp. So you go in there and you buy the book and they'll actually stamp it for you to show that it was purchased at their bookstore and not like purchased I bet you they had so many people wanting proof and like wanting them to do something like that, that they're like just yeah. buy a stamp and call it yeah, a day. Right. Yeah. So I've done stuff like that too. Wow. Those are the yeah, two cool. things. So... I can't um, think of anything else. I know it's especially social media, like you said, Kristen, and just like watching mm-hmm. YouTube vloggers and their travel videos. It just makes me add like, oh, when I go here, I want to go there too. Or like when yeah. I go to that cafe, I know I should order this thing. <laughs> well, what's been really cool too, like even on my travels, like semi-recently, if you're in somewhere, you can use Instagram as a great tool to find things. So you can use location tags and then find oh. really beautiful, like picturesque places around you. Um, even if it's just for the gram. <laughs> it was so cool, like background, but Instagram's a great tool to find other places around in your like vicinity, stuff like that. So you use it almost like a site. You you yeah, can actually like a travel guide and it's kind of yeah. Cool. I That's mean, really cool. All you really get out of it, right, is the like you see the Instagram picture. But if people location tag like you know the specific building or whatever, then you can research it and see you know if it's worth your time or whatever. But I think it's neat because you can get a glimpse of it in advance and see. So like if you're nearby, like if 400 people tag the exact same statue that you've never heard of, it's like, I mean, you don't oh, even need I to be nearby, but yeah. Oh, oh that's I mean, really cool. You can, you can do a location search no matter where you are. So you could go on Instagram right now and do a location search for the Cappadocia Turkey and, and see people's photos from there that they've put in that location. Cool. So I've, I've done that a few times. How about, definitely how about done that too? And I actually, I'm guilty of like saving people's pictures and being like, yeah, when I go there, I'm going to stand in this place. Too. <laughs> that was a good angle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this time of day with this much. lighting. <laughs> yeah. Cheater. How about, f- hey, how about- work for them. <laughs> How about foods? Have you guys actually gone anywhere to like, oh, I need, now that I'm here, I need to go to this restaurant or any type of food item like Uh, that? I know. I follow this account on Instagram called Bring Me, and I think Uh it's associated with BuzzFeed, if I remember correctly. But they basically do these little series of like... um, either local food, whether it's like Los Angeles or like international food, just little cafes or just kind of hidden gems. And they do like a little spotlight on them and it shows you like what you should eat or what you should order. Or it's like in Portugal, these are like the top 10 underrated, I don't know, pastries that you should try. So like, I think my Instagram bookmarks are just filled with different foods to that I have to remember to try when I'm there or wherever I am. So the answer is yes. Yes. So the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a matter Anything of do I actually specific? remember. Um, I, I'm thinking there's very recently, it's some sort of Korean, I think it's Korean, um, like garlic bread. 
that's like a sweet garlic bread in a way. And I think they have a place in Los Angeles, if I'm not mistaken. But I can't remember what it's called, but it looks delicious. Is that the big loaf of thing? And then they cut it like into cube kind of things and they dip it. It like opens up like a, almost like a blooming onion from Outback yeah. Steakhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's like one of those uh, current... Uh, what do you call it? Co- it's almost like a COVID food that people are making yeah. at home. You know, like yes. the Dalgona coffee. Yeah, and, the banana bread. Know. And oh, then yeah. what's the, uh, th- there's like a cloud bread that everyone's making or something like that. Oh, yeah. I, I just recently saw that, actually. But yeah, there's <laughs> there's definitely like a trend of just foods you can make at home, but re- may remind you of like international places you could be traveling. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> it hurts sometimes. Uh, about I try you, not Kristen? to think about it. I'm really not much of a foodie. Um, oh, I'm the very, very not picky eater at all. So it doesn't take much for me to be like, yeah, that looks good. Like that's fine. <laughs> um, so I don't really seek stuff out or care, but I mean, I appreciate good food when I have it and I love desserts. So I love finding like new desserts, but I never really go out of my way for it. So, yeah. What about you, then? Think, you know, I, I'm kind of like you, Emily is like, whatever country I go to is I try to find out what is the, your, what's a steer not stereotypical what's a typical food or a very popular food that i've never heard of right and i'll i want to go try it you know or um i'll actually research um like for example in um once again going back to san francisco there's something called cafe triste and um lots of people say coffee culture started on the west coast from this little coffee shop called cafe triste it's where is this is it san francisco san francisco yeah okay um uh t-r-i-e-s-t-e and it's not too far from city lights um the bookstore i was mentioning it's like probably you know half a block away neighborhood that's in um off the top of my head it is very uh what's it called not i'm not sure if this is the right italian town or little italy <laughs> Italian town, I like that. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're little. It's it's on the edge of Little Italy. Okay. So um, it's on Viejo Street, um, North Beach area. Okay. So, um, but so the thing is, it's been open, and, and lots of people believe that's where coffee culture started on the West Coast. It's been there for fifty hundred years i don't know it's been there forever and uh, you know i go there and i'll grab some coffee and it's one of my favorite places to grab coffee um and it's it's really rustic it's like they actually have they got to be the original coffee things that they hold coffee in because the brass is so patinaed and it just has a lot of you know like you, you see all these coffee bins and the funny thing is you know, like you go into a Starbucks sometimes or like a pizza and then you see all the coffee bins on the wall and then, you know, they put the bag underneath it and you want a pound, they pour it out. This place has a bunch of those, but not one is matching. They're all different shapes and different sizes. That It's like, oh, we have another coffee that we want to deliver. Oh, go buy another one. And it just didn't match the previous 10 that they had so that's also interesting is that the even their coffee bins are really eclectic <laughs> so 
I'll chase down stuff like that. Yeah. Without like, a doubt. I, I, it's fun to see like what kind of hidden gems there we might not have seen if we were just to go in blindly to like a big city um Mm -hmm. but yeah by no means will i like actively spend a whole day to like go find food or things like that i mean when i was in iceland they have a couple icelandic specific foods and it's very expensive because it's iceland and it's an island um so i've told you what did you have i think we just brought ramen from the states and we that was pretty much like at least 50 <laughs> if not like 75 percent of our meals was ramen um because it just wasn't like not only was it expensive food but it honestly wasn't to me it wasn't that um appetizing it was like cured shark is like one of their delicacies <gasps> oh the I fermented heard shark yeah yeah the sheep's and heads Sheep's head, there's like, they have a really intense, um, like, seafood stew that I tried just because I was like, oh, it's just like seafood, you know, but it's super salty and very thick. And it wasn't that enjoyable to me. So after, I think after that meal, I was like, yeah, I'm okay. We'll just have the usual ramen at home and then just enjoy the sights. So (laughs) it's kind of like when you're in, in, in England, it's like, I mean, we ate out all the time because we didn't bring it, we didn't bring our ramen. But it's kind of like, um, you know, it's British food and Indian food. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, they don't, nothing in particular sticks out to me. I had to have their fish and chips when I was there, but it's fish and chips, you know? Britain is not known for their food. They're actually mocked <laughs> for their food. So yeah. I think it's okay. Yeah. When, when you think of They're like beans British in food. their, um, the pasties and the Salisbury steaks and things like that. It's not good. <laughs> I like the pasties, but it's it's literally just like it's just like beans and peas inside bread. You know, like it's very yeah. like hardcore peasant food. It's made yeah. into the yeah to today. Yeah. Um, but I do remember having that like on a cold winter day in London, and it was very like comforting. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm trying to think what else I had there, but. I mean, it's, it's better than Irish food, right? Oh, I love an Irish breakfast. That's my favorite. Ooh, really? It's a typical oh. Irish breakfast. How does it differ from an English breakfast? Is what I don't know. There, is I don't... I'm not sure the specific differences. And I, I've i only known it as an Irish breakfast. So in my head, right. the English ripped it off. But I could, it could be backwards. <laughs> I could be backwards. But it's usually like um, the fried tomatoes, sausage, pudding, eggs, bacon... Um, maybe some hash but uh, all that just put on a plate and I just nice. I actually really love like the blood pudding too which some people won't even try <laughs> my my so, friend used to say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way you make um Irish food is you take throw all your ingredients into a pot then you throw a rock in there and then you boil it until the rock is soft and then you know <laughs> it's done <laughs> <laughs> they're also they have a lot of peasant food there too like the mutton stews and things yeah. like that so yeah which actually appeals to me which i actually kind of like but anyways yeah. are there like okay. other types of foods around the world that i guess is uh is too adventurous for you or too adventurous for other people but like you're okay with it I don't know. Did that question make sense? It did. I, I, 
I'm fairly open, but I can't do like insects. Oh, no. I can't I can't do that. Or like in Morocco, I think I mentioned this before, there was literally like almost like an ice cream truck, but they sold snails. And it even like was decorated with snails and it had like a giant fake snail on the top and like it was I wanted to throw up just looking at that. <laughs> were they raw or were they serving them like escargot or how was it? I think served? they were serving them almost like um like a snack, like they were escargot and I mean I'm sure they were like cooked and and like seasoned and whatnot but i wouldn't go near the <laughs> truck so i don't know for know, sure um, do you like escargot i would never i can't do it i can't do snails i can't try it oh okay okay no. i wasn't sure so i can't do um i can't do insects and i don't think i would be able to do something like brains i've had oh. like intestines and things like that i love tripe in my pho but like I, I don't think I would be able to do brain. I think I've never actually seen it really prepared and served, but I feel like it would be too obvious what it is and I wouldn't be able to get past <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. I feel you on like the visual representation. I cannot. Yeah. It, if it actually, doesn't look visually nice to me and like the concept of it, I tend to stay away. <laughs> and I think that's part of us being American where our right. food oh, is yeah. so, you know, like it was even shocking to me when I lived in France, going to the grocery store, like I've had rabbit. I like rabbit. I'll eat rabbit, but they sell it in the grocery stores as literally, it's just a rabbit that has just oh been skinned God. and it's just under the saran wrap. Like you see a bloody rabbit and I'm just like, that's too much. Jeez, it's too much. That is too and, much. And I've read a lot about how Americans are like really desensitized, like with their food and like they, they, they can't see the animal. And so I think it's like a cultural thing. I was just going to say that I, as a yeah. general rule, if it looks like what it looked like yes. when it was alive yeah. in general, I have a hard time eating it. Um, for sure. Like for example, like Chinese eat chicken feet and it's just like, Oh, you know, it's like, there's there's certain but you know and sometimes yeah. I'll 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 go over the line so for example I'll eat I like escargot you know or, or um, I'll eat a lobster every once in a while but they're not very good to look at right so yeah um, how about you Emily you you put up the question <laughs> I want to hear your answer you both have talked about very. Uh, the, the same things that I've thought about too. Lobsters and crabs don't bother me pretty much at all. It's just the actual, it's a lot of work to, oh, it's like so much work to get your food. Oh. <laughs> and I hate that part. Um, so that's kind of like my infrequency with eating like lobsters or crabs or like shrimp. Add those <clears> places. <throat> the places you have to like physically peel or like crack the food open with your own hands that's a lot of work um but you put off like, more calories than you actually gain from eating yeah. those damn things <laughs> right uh, but as far as like too adventurous for me definitely just things that are visually like i i'm not okay with the escargot like totally fine if that's your thing but that's not my thing and then no. um i do not like fish eggs um or this is the thing i tell everyone this like i don't like eggs that did not come from poultry like the idea of them or, or reptiles i guess reptiles are okay but like maybe not eating the reptile eggs but just the idea of eggs that didn't come from uh a bird like thing or a reptile like thing it's what other eggs are there 
Well, fish, fish. eggs, uh, like insects, things. Um, yeah, and then no, that's like no for me for sure. Um, yeah. I was watching. It was I think it was Chef's Table a while back when they did one about some South American restaurant. I forgot, but they were showing how he the the chef he would go out and like source his own um food obviously and the delicacy in that area was insects and then he was it was just like a big bowl of like ants or something like that and he like sprinkled it on top as like a a, garnish or something he was like it tastes like peanut butter (laughs) or something like that and it was oh no no yeah that's like that's definitely no for me too (sighs) in general i'll try stuff you know i'm 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 like i guess what it is is if someone else had it on their plate they go oh you want to give it a try and it's like sure i gotta try it just because if i don't try it then how can I see it's good or bad? And mm-hmm. lots of times I'll, I'll I'll give a little nibble of it. It's like not my thing, yeah. but you know. But I'm always adventurous enough. So like I mean, I do eat fish eggs. I do like ask. I mean, like when I was in France, it's just like I don't know what they taste like. How can I say they're disgusting if I don't try one? And my so I I was asked actually the funny thing was I asked my wife. It's like the do you want me to get some for you? She goes no. And I'm like why? She goes they're 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 terrible you look at them you know just like you emily right yeah so it's like okay instead of 12 i'll get six so i i got six and my my wife is like i go do you want to try one she goes i go look they're they're round clams and you love clams and she goes (laughs) okay fine she ends up eating half my plate you know once once she got past the look of it she's like these are amazing it's like and it was too late to order another set of them but it was just like son of a gun i want you know i asked you you know so i'll try stuff lots of times they'll say no thank you yeah i think i'll try things if they don't look like if they look um not like the thing it is i guess or and if you don't tell me what it is maybe or like tell me too much because i think there's been instances where someone will have something on their plate and then it'll be something i don't know um and they'll ask if i want to try it and it looks unassuming like the piece looks unassuming so i'll be like uh, I'll, I'll slowly warm myself to it and then as soon as i like pick it up and i'm about to bite into it the person will like start explaining what it is and oh, then no. that, like, no. really no. <laughs> i feel like that's the only reason i like blood pudding so much um it was only called pudding to me when it was served and I would just eat it and oh. it really looks like sausage and it just kind of tastes like as a kid, I was like, Oh, it's just a weird sausage. And it wasn't until much later that I learned all it is is boiled pig's blood. Um, and yet I'll still eat it. I was like, Oh, I know it well enough. I'll just get past it. And I yeah. try not to think about it, <laughs> but had someone told me that I probably wouldn't have tried it to begin with. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, <laughs> that's key. Don't explain it too much. Yeah. Well, since we're talking about things that we won't eat, what about, is there places that you guys won't visit? Uh, no, there's nowhere I won't visit unless it's like a safety threat. I am, I want to say I'm adventurous and like, same with Kristen, unless it's like a safety thing, but not necessarily like I'll never go there, but like going back to Vietnam or like the Southeast Asian area only because of the humidity 
and the mm. heat, and I get attacked by mosquitoes. Oh. Like, it's insane. I just went outside, like, yes, last night. I went outside of my house for, like, five minutes to reset our breaker, and less than five minutes, I came back with eight bites on my legs. Jeez. So, they love my blood for some reason, and I'm, oh. like, allergic to them, too, so they get really big. Um, so, yeah, that's, like, my aversion to hot or humid places. Yeah, I'm down to go anywhere I've never been. Like, even North Dakota, never been. I would love to go yeah. at least once. Like, that's why I, I want to yeah. see it. But I will say one thing that scares me is I would love to go to some, like, pretty deep, like, African places or even, like, Madagascar, Mauritius. And I have not done a lot of research, so this might be very ignorant. But from what I understand, they do eat a lot of bugs. And that is terrifying to me if I end up in a place where that's the only thing to eat. Um, So that might actually deter me if that happened to be the situation. Yeah, I I don't know. For me, it's kind of... um... I mean, it's always the safety issue, right? The first thing is, like, is it safe to go there? What's my chances of being eaten, shot, or, you know, something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, there's some place. It's so funny you mentioned uh, North Dakota. Because I was like, that's kind of one of those places. The only thing I want is, if I could fly into Mount Rushmore and fly out. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? That's kind of what I would want to do. But the Black Hills are supposed to be very beautiful to see, not just... Mount Rushmore. <clears throat> That's true. That is but I mean, true. It, I guess lots of places, if it's just, I'm not much of a go hang out and look at the beach kind of person, mm-hmm. you know? So those are kind of, it's not a no, but it's definitely a kind of really, really low on my list of places to go because it's sure. like, yeah, it's beautiful, but I haven't learned. And I, I guess whenever I go out, I want to learn something. And so yeah. it's kind of like those kind of areas. It's like beautiful, but you know, I want to go do stuff. So I don't know I what kind of criteria that is. <laughs> yeah. I guess you'd rather just, pri- I mean, I feel like we're all on the same page. We prioritize going to places that are more adventurous in a way. Like you get to do things and see things more so than the, I guess, traditional or like other alternative vacation is just like laying back and doing nothing kind of thing. Although I would enjoy that too, but maybe not as long as I'd enjoy being in a city or doing something else. (laughs) Well, what about the opposite end? What's what about um, if you, what will you regret not making, making it to where would you regret not making it to? Hmm. Hmm. A tough one. Yeah, I feel like there's nowhere that I'm like so obsessed with that I feel like I need to see that I'll regret it. You know, I would say there's once again, these are kind of low on my list, but I'll be upset if I don't quite make it. So, like, Egypt is not high on my list. Mm-hmm. But I think it'd be really, really sad not to be able to have an opportunity to go see the pyramids. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. like, yeah. not, it's like, God, I love to see those, but it's just not high on my list. Right. And that's a hard one to to work out because it's so far. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. 
Have you guys seen the Great Wall of China? No. no. And I actually, I mean, of course I'd want to see it. I have just heard horror stories of like, like kind of China in general of how crowded it is and the Mm -hmm. smog and then the tourism, like especially the Great Wall of China, you know, one of the wonders of the world that it's just so overrun with people. Like it just doesn't even sound like a nice place to visit. Yeah. And and I think it also depends on what segment that you visit or what's left, you know, Mm, because there's I'm fairly certain you can I've 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 seen it. I've been on it, but it's it's I mean, that would be something I would regret if I didn't have a chance to see in my lifetime. But it's a wall. <laughs> right. It is just it's a, a wall. It it's a wall. But it's a great um, wall. It's a great wall. The other part is it's it's just amazing. Um uh, like when you walk on it, you know, I guess you see the pictures and you have the great wall that's kind of flowing on the side of a mount on the top of a mountain. When you walk on it, there's parts that, you know, it's it's like a 60 degree angle straight up. It's like really? literally the steps are like two feet tall Jeez. and then each of the steps are like 10 inches deep. So the steps are much higher than they are deep. And and of course the it's not like an even it's not like an even step. One end might be like four inches, and the other end might be six inches. So there's parts of it you're like almost like climbing a ladder, and then there's other parts that are kind of flat or that are much more enjoyable to walk on. But um, it it it's very interesting to go on it. But yeah, <laughs> you know, I guess the great thing you know, what are you yeah. guys of guys afraid of anything um when you travel i mean like (laughs) maybe not a good question (laughs) um i'm scared of like some of those more jungly places like yeah i was gonna say identify like uh plants animals or insects that would be particularly dangerous um that would be kind of (laughs) scary i'm worried about that I am too. Yeah, I th- I'm always worried about just things I should, probably shouldn't worry about the same kind of things. I mean, even in in New York, like as soon as you go upstate, the like mm-hmm. risk of like tick bites is bad, oh. and the you can die from diseases from these things. And to me, I'm like, how are people like not more scared of this? Like, how have we not eliminated ticks? Like that would really make me paranoid when I would travel around upstate New York when I lived there. I feel like it's a bigger deal than people realize. I I have a colleague whose son died from Lyme disease. Oh, that's uh, horrible. You know, and I believe he was in his late twenties, early thirties. And, and he, it was you know, there was good times and there was bad times and she was just constantly looking out for him. And it was, it was very rough. So no, those are the types of things that scare me when I'm traveling. Right. Okay. Well, I think this, we've had quite a lot to talk about today. Let's close this thing up with, do you, do either one of you have a great travel story that you want to tell before we close up? Um, uh, <laughs> travel story. Yeah, this is the rough one. I can't think of one right off the top of my head either. Yeah, I was just reminiscing on my travel the other day, too, like going through my Instagram and missing it. And now I can't yeah. think of a good story. 
I don't know if it's a good story, but I was doing the same thing because it's been officially a year since I went to Switzerland and Greece. And so those memories like popped up on my phone and I was just swiping through those. Um, I would just like Switzerland. I have seen and heard that it's a beautiful place before going there, but it was never really like a must go for me. Um, It just happened that it was part of my friend's like graduation trip. Um, so I just tagged along in that sense. So I didn't really have a say in where to go. But Switzerland was beautiful. Like, it really lives up to what you see, which is what I love about it. And I love the efficiency of their transportation. Oh, yes. Because they'll say they're going to show up at, like, 1048. They're there. They'll leave at, like, 1054. And they're gone. And it's, like, right on the dot. <laughs> And oh, you yeah. can measure it down to like the seconds, like not even the minutes. <laughs> it's yeah. awesome. I was so impressed. <laughs> yeah. Um, in Japan, they're that way too with the subways and trains. They, yeah. I, there was a story about a train that left. No, it. I think it showed up early, like something like one minute early, and that the train conductor actually apologized for being early. <laughs> Wow. He was just like, he, he actually, w- yeah, it just threw off the cycles, like, and like apologized profusely the fact that they arrived like 30 seconds early and it wasn't uh, precisely when they said they were going to be there or oh something like that. Nice. So, <clears throat> did you I know totally what I will race? say this? Oh. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, you go. <laughs> um, I was just going to say, my husband and I recently watched on Netflix the movie Eurovision. So it's like, (laughs) it's a total dumb Will Ferrell movie. It's just what you expect from Will Ferrell, but it was good. And it's filmed really in Iceland. They're Icelandic singers who are trying to make it to the Eurovision contest on behalf of Iceland. And it was, I mean, it's beautiful. You watch it and the scenes are beautiful. They visit the little troll houses. You see the harbors. um, And that made me really reminisce on Iceland and traveling and totally recommend. (laughs) Yes. And they also go to Edinburgh for a little bit. Yes. Of the, like, end, which is cool. I appreciate yeah. that. All filmed, but, like, on location. It was beautiful. The little troll house was the best part, though. Yeah, I loved that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's good, so. All right. Did I ever tell my... Kristen, I don't know if I said it, told the story. Did I ever tell my uh, Toronto Sanctuary story? Uh, I don't remember. No. I don't know if we did this during a Toronto thing. Okay, so... Sanctuary is no longer closed. It's no longer open. It's closed. But Sanctuary was like a famous kind of um, goth club in Toronto. So when I was younger, I wanted to visit Sanctuary. So I just also happened to have my cousin who was visiting from Rome. And she was, so she was from out of town. We were like doing a road trip across the United States. And so it's like, okay, you know, along the way, let's go to Toronto. So we end up in Toronto and it's like, it's the middle of winter. It is freezing cold. And it's like, okay, let's go to Sanctuary. And we get off on like one of the last stations on the subway and we start walking and we're walking and we're walking. And of course we're in club clothes, you know. You, you want to dress warm enough to walk around in a cold city, but you've got to be light enough once you get into the club that you can dance or whatever. A tough balance. <laughs> yeah, it's a strange balance. You guys yeah. understand the yeah. you, you understand the struggle here. Yeah. So um, we're freezing. We get there, and finally it's like, this is the place? And it's like, okay, whatever. So we go to the door, and the door opens, and 
it goes, the stairs go down into like a hallway. And the interesting thing about this is the whole hallway is completely painted black. (laughs) And at the end of the hallway, which is, I don't know, like 30, 40 feet, there was one candle to guide you to the end of the hallway. It's very ominous. Yeah, like on a, I think like on a stand or something. So we walk, 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 and like, you know, you can't see a thing. And then there's like a door. So we get inside, uh, we open up the door, and there's this blaring music, this pounding, blaring music. And we walk in, and it's a club, and I can't see a thing still. And the whole place is completely black. All the walls are painted black. All the roof, the roof is painted black. The floor is painted black. And there's two freaking light bulbs on. And there's one light bulb, like a red mm-hmm. light bulb over the, um, was it red or green? It was like, I think it had to be red, right? It must have been, it's been a long time. Um, over the bar. And there's one by the bathroom. And so we, so first of all, we got no auditory cues of what's going on. So, cause you just hear this blaring music and i'm looking around pitch black and as our eyes adjust to the darkness we realize we are in a big venue filled with people all completely dressed in black as well were you (laughs) dressed in black did you not get the memo no we were dressed in most i was we were mostly dressed in black my cousin was dressed in black i was mostly dressed in black and i had like I think I had a gold vest on with a black jacket on <laughs> yeah, or something classy. like that. Nice. Yeah. And this whole thing, and we're just looking around and all these people are dressed in black and just milling about and going about their own business. And it's just like, what the heck? And we just like, you know, this is the famous sanctuary. Fantastic. It just doesn't happen to be our scene. And we, we had to leave. <laughs> But it was the <laughs> coolest thing I have ever seen. It's just like, I wish it was, you know, I wish I was a goth punk sanctuary kind of person. But it was just like, wow, this that is amazing. And then definitely sounds off. like a pretty neat experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for the, the 10 to Actually, it's funny because I think we were there for like 10 minutes and we're like, okay, let's go. And someone actually said to us, like, leaving so soon? <laughs> 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 On the way out. That's well, funny. Oh, man. All right, great stories. A, a great way to end our little water cooler talk. Um, last last minute, <laughs> I guess. Another last minute. Any more comments? No? Okay. No. No, cool. Cool. So, what did you guys think of our water cooler talk for today? Did you like it? Should we leave it? Let us know <laughs> on our social media channels where you can find photos of our adventures around the world, interesting articles, and more. And once again, Meet Us in Paris is a University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education production. If you need a career boost, looking to increase your workplace knowledge, or seeking a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu, once again, ce.uci.edu, for their latest professional courses. And thanks again for tuning in. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.